besides stretching and walking, that was pretty much all I did. You know, I did a lot of lifting pastries and lattes to my mouth yes, during my strenuous. vacation. Uh, yes, which is, you know, some got some good curls in uh, doing that. But that was probably the extent of it. I am looking forward to getting back on track this week, um, hitting the gym, jujitsu, weightlifting, hopefully a sauna session in there, and really just getting back to... Um, the regular movement routine, uh, and definitely, most certainly, going to be incorporating some push-ups into that routine. Oh yes. So, um, to make sure to keep you interested and awake, uh, we're going to talk about how and why push-ups are. What did you said? You you had a great term, holiday companion. Yes. Yeah, that's a great term because uh, when you break it down, before you even thinking about incorporating into holidays. I think people often want to know, like, what can they do on their own? What are exercises? What are some great um, exercises that give them bang for their bunk? Bunk? Bang for their bunk. (laughs) You're listening to the Addicted to Fitness podcast, brought to you by Elemental Training Tampa. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Shannon Birch. Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to Fitness Podcast. We appreciate you guys tuning in this week. If you're a new listener, welcome. Old listeners, welcome back. I've got it down pat. That was Shannon saying, but I've adopted (laughs) it now. So, um, Yes, uh, we can tell uh, we're coming to the end of 2022. I almost said 2023. Not jumping ahead too far. Um, and we've only got a few episodes left, but we're going to give some fresh episodes after we uh, revisited last year's health predictions. So we're going to come back with a fresh episode this week, and maybe we'll finish the year with our next year's health predictions. You have to stay tuned. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, but this week we are going to talk about the power of the push-up. Bum, bum, bum. Yes. One exercise that. I think, or and I think a lot of people believe, can really uh, help improve total body fitness and more other uh, health indicators and or base aspects of your fitness. So we're going to delve into that, talk more about the push-up and how to do it, which ones we prefer, uh, how to incorporate in everyday life, so on and so forth. So we're going to explain, explore all things push-ups on today's episode. Yeah, and this is kind of part of our basics, getting back to basics mm-hmm. series where we share just, we break down like one exercise or one technique mm-hmm. that's going to make a difference in your fitness journey. Yeah. And these are things that may seem really simple, but they're probably things you're taking kind of advantage of, that they exist and that they are so accessible. So we're making sure that you're thinking about them. And we felt like the push-up was kind of perfect. So we round out the year. Everybody's probably overindulging a bit here and there. The push-up is a great uh, holiday companion. There you go. I think. Yeah, I agree. And we'll, we'll talk about it more shortly. But we want to let you guys know that we are sh- super appreciative of you guys sharing the podcast with a friend. Uh, if you haven't done so already, it's super easy. You can actually text people the link 
you know, if you have an Apple phone, you can go right to the podcast and just do a quick share of the link, and that'd be really uh, help us spread the good word of fitness. Uh, also, rating reviews, especially in Apple Podcasts, that really helps us uh, find more people or brings more people to the podcast, I should say. So help us help you or something of that mean. All right, training recaps. We were on <laughs> vacation last week. So the training probably involved more walking um, around uh, Vermont, where we were staying. Yes. Um, I know you did get one body weight workout in. Well, um, I got a hour oh, and right. forty-five I minute. Uh, I got it. I did do so. I did do a hit workout. Yes. And I also did an hour and forty-five minute hot yoga class, which mm-hmm. I have not done hot yoga in. Seven plus years, and I will say, if I was still in a cold climate, I would probably include it in my routine a bit more frequently. Uh-huh. Because there is something about walking into a hot, humid room when it is frigid outside that is really comforting. Um, but in this class, I w- I'm very proud to say that I held my own. I did not have any incidents. I did feel like, and this is something, um, I don't practice hot yoga regularly, but I was trained to know the benefits of it. Mm-hmm. And some of the benefits really do come that it's, it's a very uh, formulaic, very structured series. And... It is meant, the heat is also meant to make you get into poses like farther because the heat's going to warm up your muscles more and you're supposed to be able to kind of push yourself that little bit further. I was happy up until the guy in front of me fell like a tree straight back almost onto my mat like I'm not I'm not saying like he crumpled like he didn't crumple he just fell like a freaking like pine tree that just bam hit the ground head first and proceeded to like have his eyes roll and I'm standing there like in tree pose going oh no oh no what do I do it was very uh it shook everybody up and it was actually good because I feel like it broke up the class. It happened at about like an hour. It was actually good, you just it was, said. It was good in the sense that it may have prevented <laughs> some other people from pushing themselves. Yeah, the guy took one for the team. He did. He Jeez. like set, well, he set an example, a really important example that I think everybody took seriously after that because even the teacher was like, I've been doing this for 17 years. I've never had anyone pass out. Maybe it was a little too hot in there. Teach. Well, well, that's the thing. Like, I mean, if you take a hot yoga class, you can't just go in thinking, well, I'm in shape. I do other yoga. You know, I'm going to approach this the same as everything else. Hot yoga is freaking taxing on your body. I say I held my own, but I will also tell you I was wiped out after that class. I was so drained later that day I took a nap Mm -hmm. I only take a nap when I'm sick and when I'm just like completely wiped out it's not a frequent thing 
And I was so exhausted. That guy walked into that class, unfortunately unprepared. And he paid the price and showed exactly what happens. Yeah. It is not something to screw around with. You don't go into a hot yoga class after you've been out drinking or when you haven't had a sip of water that day. You will go down mm-hmm. or you will have the worst like fatigue of your life. So I say it was a good thing because I'm looking at the like silver lining of the situation. It was... It was very uh, traumatic for a lot of the people in the class to see a guy pass out. Most people in that class have never seen someone pass out. Mm -hmm. Thanks to you, however, and the fights that I had to attend Uh watching you do Muay Thai, Uh I can actually say I've seen this before. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it it hit home with a lot of people, but it kind of put a little pause in class and everybody sort of recalibrated, took a little slower, a little gentler. So yes, that was my experience and wow. it was a big one. <laughs> yeah, that's quite the uh, experience for some vacation exercise. I know, I mean, you, know? you just don't, ex- I mean, I think my friend felt really bad. <laughs> I think everybody should feel bad. If guy freaking oh, stopped I'm his fall with the back sure. of his head, that's, I'm pretty uh, sure that's he a had tough a concussion. one. Yeah. yeah. So uh, my uh, vacation exercise wasn't nearly as, uh, I would say, impressive. I, uh, besides stretching and walking, that was pretty much all I did. You know, I did a lot of lifting pastries and lattes to my mouth yes, during my strenuous. vacation. Uh, yes, which was, you know, some got some good curls in uh, doing that. But that was probably the extent of it. I am looking forward to getting back on track this week. Um, hitting the gym, jujitsu, weightlifting, hopefully a sauna session in there, and really just getting back to um, the regular movement routine. Uh, and definitely, most certainly, going to be incorporating some push-ups into that routine. Oh, yes. So, um, to make sure to keep you interested in wake, uh, we're going to talk about how and why push-ups are what you said. You, you had a great term, holiday companion? Yes. Yeah, that's a great term because uh, when you break it down before you're even thinking about incorporating into holidays, I think people often want to know, um, like, what can they do on their own? What are exercises? What are some great um, exercises that give them bang for their bunk? Bu- bunk? For bang for their bunk. <laughs> bang that's for their bunk. That's a new saying for you. We just yes. coined that, mm-hmm. bang for your bunk. Bang for your buck. Um, so uh, honestly, I think we probably mentioned the phrase before, compound exercises. You yep. know, exercises that move, uh, require more than one muscle group and require more than one uh, joint, um, um, you know, uh, group of joints in order to complete the exercise. So, you know, you get benefit throughout the body, not just on one specific group. So like an isolation exercise. So, um some of those are that we've talked about before, some like deadlift, uh, squats, um, and the other one that we frequently reference is a push-up. I mean, the push-up um, is really a total body exercise. It is. And I think, I think it gets kind of a bad rap because I feel like, now this may, this may just be like my perception, but mm-hmm. I've seen and heard it re- kind of discussed and 
emphasized among people who are trying to build upper body strength mm-hmm. in particular, right? So I feel like a lot of girls sort of steer clear or many, many girls may have steered clear in the past if they're not into weights and, you know, right. we've talked about those sort of issues. Um, but it's also, I think it's intimidating, Right. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the the primary movers for the muscles that are doing the most work during a push-up are going to be chest and back. Right. But kind of the other additional muscles are triceps and biceps and shoulders. And core. Oh, yeah, but that's... Crazy core. That's that's what I mean when it's a a total body exercise. You know, because the primary movers are going to be the muscles that are helping perform the concentric and eccentric part of the exercise, which, like I said, chest primarily, uh, back, lats, and uh, traps. Uh, but then also the other complementary, the the biceps and uh, triceps um, and shoulder muscles. But as Shannon said, your core is really stabilizing your trunk and your midsection throughout the movement because... It's literally holding you up. <laughs> right. So you think about there's a link between, you know, the essentially your upper body and lower body is your core, really. You know, I've heard core as defined as everything between your nipples and kneecaps. So right. that's that's what I like to use as core. So it's a big area in order to stabilize that so you're not looking like an accordion every time you do a push-up. Yeah. You got not a wave. You, you have to use an isometric contraction of your core muscles. So, you know, really, really kind of almost like a plank you're a moving plank essentially it when is you do a push-up. it's so exactly that that's why it's such a great total body exercise if anybody's ever done the plank you have to contract your whole body it's not just about control contracting your belly yeah. it's a, you contract your lower back your up your upper your upper body your glutes your quads your calves everything from the ground up or from the feet toes up i should say yeah um so that's why the push-ups are great because not only are you contracting all your muscles you're also building strength by doing concentric and eccentric movements using primarily your upper body yeah so and i think that's those that whole body incorporation of exert like basically whole body movement is really where it it the the health benefits really escalate because not only are you doing resistance for essentially your entire body, resistance training for your entire body, but you're also doing a lot of card, a lot more cardiovascular. You're putting a lot more cardiovascular demand on your body because you're using so much more muscles. So you get the, both the strength benefit and the cardiovascular benefit. Now, might not be as good as sprinting, but some studies recently have talked about how push-up may be a better indicator of longevity than something like walking or even you know some just metrics like or like numbers like bmi or age so we uh we looked up one article in the atlantic about how they a study i think came out earlier in the year that studied uh firefighters and they said their push-up capacity was a better indicator of whether or not they'll develop cardiovascular disease or not yeah. It was interesting in the article it said that firefighters the number one cause of death for firefighters on the job is cardiovascular disease. It's not, you know, running into burning buildings or, you know, having, you know, anything associated with that smoke inhalation things like that. It's actually dying on the job because of a cardiac event. 
you know, which is interesting. I think if you look at a lot of dangerous jobs, that's actually probably true in a lot of dangerous jobs. I know I think 2020 or 2021, COVID, I think, claimed more police officers than, you know, getting, you know, sad as it's say, but shot in line of duty. You know, so it's it, it's something that's just, and obviously I know it's not a one-to-one comparison, but it's one of those things comparing the idea that dangerous jobs, some of the most leading cause of death for those dangerous jobs are things like uh, health-related issues that are non-job-related. Yeah. So I think the, the push-up, another one thing we want to talk, talk about is why everybody can do a push-up. Yeah, well, you know, essentially, or how everybody can do a push-up. Maybe that's a better way. To yeah, it. and I think I, I mean, I remember push-ups being a part of like the presidential fitness test or oh, yeah. whatever back yep. in school, and I, I mean, I don't know that they ever showed us how to do it right though. Right. And it was it was prescriptive. Everybody had the same exact push-up. You did it exactly the same way. You know, maybe they said, like, you know, you have to keep your hips up. You can't, like, your butt can't be too high in the air, but it can't be dipping. Right. And, like, arm placement, they didn't care about arm placement. They're just like, do a push-up. So, I mean, there was no real instruction right. as to how to do a push-up. So if you weren't taught proper form chances are you were doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. And you were doing it probably, if you don't do them a lot, you didn't have any refinement in your technique. You you were probably doing it so it was really uncomfortable. Right. And it's hard. It's a challenging thing. But it's it's so uh, scalable. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, it's one of those exercises that from, you know, injury to um you know stage of life to physical uh what am i thinking physical limitations mm -hmm. there's still likely some form of a push-up that is accessible to Ab you absolutely there it's such an and if you are on the other side of the scale where you're like oh i'm past push-ups i do you know i do could do push-ups all day oh there's harder ways you can do right. a push-up oh yeah that's what i said i've seen and i've prescribed <clears throat> and i have clients that are over you know in their 50s and 60s i've had them do push-ups before like you said just to speak to your point there is a way to get a push-up done oh yeah you know so it's uh it, you just have to like most exercises you have to meet the person where they are so I would say, th as far as like scaling something, say you haven't done push-ups in years, right? Maybe, you know, you know, whatever the reason may be, you haven't done it. So probably doing the old traditional push-up where you're on the ground, arms extended, um, bringing your chest close or within like fist length away from the ground, um, is it might not be doable for you. So I think the first step for that is maybe if you actually want to do the push-up motion, the concentric and eccentric, is elevate your hands. That's kind yeah. of step, that's the, the basically kind of, I would say, uh, step one as far as difficulty. So level one, I guess, better way to describe it, as far as difficulty level. Modifications, from, yeah. from yeah. easiest to hardest. So have your hands elevated, whether you put them on a bench or a bar that's elevated, kind of like in a squat rack. Um, so bringing your chest, I mean, your, the, the, your hands almost up to... 
you know, uh, being above the ground, being above your shoulders. That way you can practice your push up and get your chest close to a bar or whatever you're using. Um, one thing I use for my clients, especially my older clients to do push up still is the TRX suspension trainer. That's a great piece of, and I wouldn't, that would be level two because not only is that allows you to elevate your hands, but it's challenging. it is challenging because it requires a lot more stability. So that does challenge your stabilizer muscles. So that's why I said it's another level up than the probably putting your hands on an elevated bench or a bar or something that's stable. So, um, and then obviously, you know, if you do that, you do the TRX, then you start moving down towards the ground. I think a lot of people know, um, the knee pushups, basically, yep. you know, starting on your knees and bringing your chest close to the ground. Um, and then obviously arm extended planks, whether it be isometric or, you know, isometrics are good. That's more, like you said, just doing the, you're not getting the concentric and eccentric, but you could do where you do basically eccentric, slow pushup or a slow descent where you go all the way to the ground, you actually chest, chest touches the ground, then you push yourself back up. So that's a good uh, modification too, that if you're not quite ready to come towards the ground on the eccentric and then go back up without touching the ground. So obviously, like I said, the, the, the ultimate is doing concentric, eccentric, a couple seconds down, a couple seconds up, not letting your chest touch the ground, but coming as close as possible and knocking out and, you know, anywhere from 10 to 20, depending on where you're at, you know, and you might develop and you're probably, hopefully you keep at it. You'll start progressing and adding more and more reps to your, your sets of pushups. Yeah. I mean, for, um, I like to say if you, if you have not done, um, push-ups in a while, you question your upper body strength. Yoga is a great place to start mm -hmm. because the basic like beginners, like you go into most classes, you're going to do some form, like you go into a vinyasa class, flow class, mind you, you're going to do some sort of sun salutation. Mm -hmm. And part of that sun salutation includes a press up which you can do on your knees or a like lower down like chaturanga which if you don't we'll have to do chaturanga at a different day and time because I did that thing wrong for years yeah. but even when I was I think like top of my push-up game I was a cheerleader in high school and we had to do push-ups every damn time the mm. team scored and it was cumulative. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, you just do like quick, you know, whatever the points the team just scored. What sport? Oh, no. Football. Oh, football. Okay. Yeah. No, thank God it wasn't a basketball yeah, cheerleader. Like, that would have been be horrific. Rough. No, but it was. So, I mean, like I cheered some games where I did over 150 push-ups. You might have had some terrible football teams if they're scoring 150 oh, points. Oh, yes. Wow. That yes, where they crush the other team. That's averaging 75 points per team. It was awful. I mean, cumulative. We're talking like you score every single time. Like it was it was it was absurd. Okay. It was like but a 50 point I something you. game. I believe it was you. ridiculous. Totally. I I wholeheartedly <clears throat> believe it's a lot of push-ups. But I agree. That I could not do a chaturanga properly. Yeah. And that is a great teacher. And I will say it's a good, it also raises, uh, you do the up and down dog. Yes. And that's, a, that's another great teacher oh, because yeah. 
in a push-up, there's your, I think it's upper body strength, but wrist mobility yes. is a huge factor. You were reading my mind, yep. Yeah, and I wanted to raise this because I think you take a yoga class, it's great prep because it's going to quickly identify where your strengths and weaknesses are. You're going to realize like, okay, my shoulders don't bend that way. I don't have enough strength to do this. And my wrists really hurt when I do this at this angle. You're going to find out really fast. What is, from your giving, asking the personal trainer, Nick, what is the proper arm placement to really maximize a push-up? Is there just one? Because, like, I know a couple. Yeah. And there's some where it's very easy on my wrist or it's a lot less taxing on my wrist. And there's some that like, dear God, it is hard. It, it's tough to say what's the perfect position. Like you're kind of asking. Cause like, it's like push up versus press up. Yeah. Kind of. Well, it, the thing is, like I said, <clears throat> my optimal push up, which I think in my, in my goal of the push up is I'm trying to hit the biggest muscle to get the most power, right? So I'm trying to use the pec major and I'm trying to use the lat, really. And, you know, I'm using some traps and stuff, but I'm engaging my lats. Those are the biggest muscles in my upper body in order to get as many push-ups as possible. So the way I do that is I bring my hands. It's hard to describe verbally, but if I was somebody was looking at me from the side and I was in the top of my push-up position, my fingertips would be below my shoulders, if that makes sense. So my yeah. hands are almost in line with my nipples, if that can make sense. Yeah. You know, it's hard. And then I have my elbows actually tucked in. So my elbows, when I go down to the bottom portion of the push-up, are, are pointed back. Back. So that they is more of the press-up style push-up. Mm -hmm. Right. So that is what, because I feel that gives me the maximum amount of power because I'm using yeah. the biggest muscles. That's, that's the hard, that's right. the hard one. But there are different versions where you're, uh, you know, people do elbows out, fingertips in, people do knuckles, people have done fingertips, um, things like that. So for different, to hit different areas. Um, but that's the biggest one I try to teach people because I feel they get the most out of it because they're using the biggest muscles and they will get more reps that way yeah. opposed to kind of elbows turned out. They're higher than the their hands are higher than the shoulders. They're really using the top of their shoulders. Um, and some of the smaller muscles in the top of their shoulders and upper back than really using the big chest muscle and the back muscle. Right. So the the and it kind of feels easier. Yep. To start, but I think you get a lot less reps and power from it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I did want to say it, I've probably the biggest complaint I've get when I prescribe push-ups to people is wrist pain. You know, work with a lot of golfers, yep. so wrist pain is always a common uh, complaint. Or I shouldn't say complaint, but a common ailment that they have. Um, so go back to the variations of push-ups you can do. Um, you could do push-ups on dumbbells, you know, have a neutral grip and opposed to the, the flex um, when your palms are flat on the ground. Um, sometimes dumbbells are a little tough. Some people do it on kettlebells, but that's a whole stability thing. Um, the perfect push-up. I know it's a, um, it's like a, a infomercial uh, exercise equipment kind of, you know, I wouldn't say it's a, it's actually really good for your wrist, you know, because it actually allows you to rotate your hands throughout yeah. the movement, which goes from a neutral grip to a, uh, a standard grip. 
And that's actually really good for your wrist. That's actually how I do chest press. I will actually, when I pull my chest, bring it mm. down for the eccentric, I rotate much like a push-up, and then I rotate my hands back up when I press on the concentric portion. Yeah. So I know it's hard to ver visualize while I'm saying that, but... It's basically, you've got your... Your hands like vertical versus mm -hmm. yeah. horizontal. Right. You know, you're making a fist. Yeah. Yeah. Your thumbs are up for the vertical and uh -huh. they are horizontal. Pointing towards each other. Yep. Yeah, pointing towards yep. each other for the Parallel vertical. Parallel and then perpendicular. Yeah. Horizontal. So I agree. So that and like I said, even though the push for push up, not that you have to buy it, but it's actually really good for uh minimizing wrist pain, you know. Yeah. So some people it's even tougher for that. That's why I love the TRX too. It does help. So um yeah, so that's that's kind of what as far as form is. That's that's what I I prefer. Well and we will say because we know we've got some fitness buffs on here, some people that like to challenge themselves. Uh -huh. Push up's a great way to challenge yourself. Oh, yeah. Like this in my peak fitness years, which I don't like this is not recently, folks, but this is stuff that I used to do. The one-legged push-up. Clapping push-up? I <laughs> don't like clapping no. push-up. I think that is the worst thing you can do That's for yourself. That's a great way to bust your teeth. It is not just <laughs> that, but like you're putting like high-impact strain oh, yeah, on your, your wrist no, and arms right. and shoulders. You're right. You're right. Um, yeah, someone with nerve damage in my right arm, clapping, that was no. never a goal. No. So one-legged push-up, uh -huh. you know, you can have... That's a great you stability. Can, you can, yeah, it's a great stability challenge. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, this is these are things, do not start here. This is if you have yeah. already mastered <laughs> the basic. These are higher than the levels we outlined Yes. Here. So one-legged push-up is fantastic. You can, I actually think that crossing your ankles is sort of a cheat. Okay. Because then you're able to sort of use that yeah, as stability. sort of, yeah, right. like that is the Agreed. way that I used to do a lot of my yeah. push-ups in high school. But um, yeah, the one-legged, that was one of my favorites. And then going a little bit farther down the road, I really like the diamond push-up yep. where mm -hmm. you've got, you're holding your hands basically directly under your, your heart level or mm -hmm. chest level. And you're making a diamond with your fingers, so your thumbs, your point, the tips of your thumbs and pointers are touching, and your hands are flat on the ground, and you're lowering down. I mean, it is a, it's like a tight push-up. Yeah, but yeah, it, it's good. But it's demanding a very different muscle oh, yeah. group. Real heavy on the tries for that. Yeah, one. so it is. It's a great challenge, right. I think. I agree. Um, so that, and then the like side, like leg tuck push-up like a spider-man push-up yeah, yeah those are really fun if you're if you're looking to kind of yeah add in more to it you know right. like absolutely then, then yeah. you're you're talking like extra core you've got leg you've got stability i mean there's all sorts of things in that that's i mean like you said that's why the push-up is one of those exercises that is just evergreen it's yeah. just something and it's just always evolving and you can never like you could always do something different you could do a whole workout based on push-ups you know there's also variations and push-ups i know yeah, let's not get too crazy yet um so yeah that's why i would say the perfect holiday companion and like that's that's why if you just you're star you don't want to worry about 
you know, it's Christmas Day or Christmas Eve and you don't want to worry about creating your exercise or creating a workout, I should say, but you want to get some fitness in, you know, you bang out 20 push-ups in between uh, your your gift wrapping, uh, your wrap-a-thons. You know, so I mean, it's just a great exercise that can benefit total body. And from what we're reading, the studies are coming out. It can really um, help improve your, you know, your longevity. Yes. And a fun challenge to do. If you can't start at 20, start with five. Oh, right. Yeah. Sorry. Do five. But then each week, add on another five. Mm -hmm. Because you will (laughs) be shocked to see how easy those push-ups get. And as soon as it becomes easy, you have to challenge yourself right. more. So add another five or, you know, take that modification away so that you can push yourself in right. a new way. Yeah, that's a great, so great point. Try that because even if you're able to maintain your normal fitness routine this time of year, this is a way that's going to just kick it up a little bit, hopefully is also going to sort of help a little compensate with some of the overindulgences yeah. that are so common this time of year. And you're going to start the new year off stronger than you were in 2022. Uh, totally agree. Um, and I'll tell you one thing. If you're looking to get pumped, push-ups are a good way to do it. What else? What? What else is going to... What else is going to get you pumped? Uh, how, probably the next part of the podcast called... <laughs> What's got us pumped? <laughs> that might be the best segue of the year. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying. You guys, you tell us, folks, if that's the best segue of the year. So um, what's got me pumped is that I just got uh, some my next cholesterol or a recent cholesterol test back. I actually took it upon myself to do it before we went on vacation. Um, woke up nice and early, did it with the let's get checked. You guys have heard me talk about that on the podcast before they've been sponsors of the podcast and I am still using them, um, where it's an at home cholesterol test where I collect blood through uh, a couple blood, just a small blood sample using the little lancets and test tubes, mail it away. Um, and got my results back. So my cholesterol is down from the previous reading. Uh, which is good. Um, I was on medication for 90 days, um, and then I've actually been off the medication for maybe anywhere from one to two weeks. Um, so, but my numbers were still relatively better than before I went on the medication. Um, so that's a good sign. I'm probably going to go back and, you know, start doing the medication again just to make sure they're still down. They're still in a little bit. The total, the total cholesterol and LDL are still higher than they'd like. But, um, you know, it, they said it was actually lower, which may be a sign that I'm doing something in addition to the medication to keep it lowered because it wasn't as high as it was previous, if that makes sense. You know, yeah. even though I've been on medication, I've been off of it for almost two weeks. So it's like it, it's an indicator that I'm doing something right now that's good. So I'm just going to probably figure out, figure out what that is and keep doing it. Yeah, that's awesome, babe. Mm-hmm. What about you? What's got you pumped? Deodorant. Oh. <laughs> and it's got all the people that say are close to you pumped, too. Yes, right? I know. Everybody's so happy when you don't <laughs> stink, right? Um, yeah, I, I think I've talked about on this podcast before. I've been, over the years, I've really been trying to get rid of single-use plastics. Mm-hmm. 
you know, like it's, it drives me bonkers the amount that we do end up throwing out. Um, especially when you have little munchkins, you realize how much waste you generate and it's, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, so over the years, been trying to switch to more sustainable products and the one, one of the areas where I've just, I've tried so many things. I've tried the crystal, uh, deodorants. I've tried natural deodorants. I tried everything. You know what worked for me? Because I'm sorry. Yes, I am a girl, but guess what? I freaking sweat and I cannot stand like stinky sweat pits. So I did make sure I wasn't choosing one of the ones that had like the, what is it, like the antiperspirants that have the aluminum in them. Yeah. I didn't use one of those, but I ended up using like a classic uh, Old Spice, right. like a men's deodorant, mind you. This is not like balanced for a woman at all. It was the only thing that worked. So I, I took another chance. On this company called Wild. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, the name sounds promising, might fit, you know? And I really appreciated the fact that they were out to um, cut the single-use plastics, particularly in the bathroom, which is where a lot of our single-use plastics, like, still are in our household. Mm -hmm. Um, And they also said it's 24 hours of odor protection. which was quite the statement and they had a um they use uh all they use natural ingredients so powered by plants and it is certified vegan and cruelty free they don't test on animals only smelly people they say which i appreciated i was like all right and they also plant trees um when you make a purchase so that they are proud to be carbon negative. So those are all reasons I thought, this is kind of interesting. Check it out. They have you buy a canister, and they have a special one for the holidays, and it's all, like, fancy and mirrored, and it looks really pretty and fancy. Um, and then you buy these little, I think it's a bamboo pulp is what the, like, little refill things are. But mm-hmm. they have... A variety of really nice scents and like it's not like sport or fresh or you know pure life or whatever the hell these scents in the store are for you know like powder fresh i don't want to smell like baby powder thank you very much i i, I just don't i think it smells horrific but <laughs> to each sound it just it just smells so fake but yeah, they have these really great smells. So right now I'm using, I think it's pomegranate and peppercorn. Okay. It's lovely. Okay. It's lovely. But I've been using this now for a few days. And I've been really happy with the protection. I I really haven't done like a hardcore sweaty workout, but I have been, I've been doing things. Right life general day things and i feel like it's working nice so i'm gonna put it to the test but i really am positive like i'm positive about it so far i'm positive about um the price point i like you know all the reasons i already said 
I love the fact that I get to choose pretty smells. I got like two different smells um, in my initial order. So you can also subscribe and save with it. It's one of those deals. Uh-huh. And I think it's a London-based company. So if you are in the U.S., plan to wait a little bit longer for it for that first order. So if you want it like right away, you bet best get to ordering. All right. But yeah, I mean, good deodorant. Advice. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to be pumped. Who yeah, knew? I, mean, I know. I wear it every day. I try to get some of the natural stuff, but like I said, it's it is not it is not single use or it is single use plastic. So yeah, it's something I I agree. Something it's you tough. need to get away from. So great things to be pumped for. Hopefully, you guys were pumped for this week's episode. Hopefully, you're inspired to maybe add some push-ups into your daily fitness routine. Uh, if you guys need some supplements to help you. Fuel your workouts and your recovery. Please check out the Amino Co. You can head to aminoco.com slash ATF. Use the code ATF at checkout to get 30% off your order, guys. All right, so uh, we are coming down to the end of the year. We're going to be having our predictions for next year's health and fitness trends coming out real soon. Stay tuned for that. Ratings and reviews and share the podcast with a friend. Got anything else for them tonight? Nope. This is another edition. This has been another edition of the Addicted to Fitness Podcast, and we'll check you next time. Bye. For all things Addicted to Fitness, you can check out our website, addictedtofitnesspodcast.com. You can also give us a follow on Twitter, at The ATF Podcast, and like and follow the Addicted to Fitness Podcast Facebook page. Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes store. Thanks. Thanks.